What is up, Kingdom Cloud Chasers? I wish I had like an opening run, like like some kind of melody thingy going on, but I don't. So, what is good? What is up, Kingdom Cloud Chasers? Welcome back to the one, the only Kingdom Cloud podcast. Today, I am back. Your host with the most is back with the most. It's me, Lungam Kize. If you haven't noticed by now, and if you don't already know me, now you do. Um, welcome to the Kingdom Cloud Podcast. Um, and happy, happy Palm Sunday, right? Palm Sunday. Woo-woo. I was at church today um, after missing uh, uh, a service last week, like a bad Christian. I'm joking. Um, after missing a Sunday and today, like it was, it was like it was vibes. You know what I'm saying? The Holy Spirit was present, and the Bible says, "In the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy." And I do recommend, like I, I really do, guys. Today was an amazing service, and there was something that was talked about that I was wondering, like maybe I should share it, you know. And I was like, maybe I shouldn't, but maybe I should. So let me share it. Um, today, there was this story we were told about the about two of these donkeys, right? And what was said about these donkeys is basically two donkeys are walking through the streets of wherever the original event happened. Um, that original event being where the original Palm Sunday happened. Okay, these two donkeys are walking through those streets the day after, and donkey number one says to donkey number two, you know, just yesterday, I was walking through these very streets, and these people were all laying down their clothes for me to walk on, and laying down palms, and so and so on for me to walk on and they loved me <laughs> right but today they don't not they don't even recognize me ain't that crazy bro and donkey number two was like bro that's crazy bro for real for real but i know why i know why it's because yesterday when you were walking through these streets you had jesus with you and without jesus we're nothing you're nothing that is <laughs> i'm just kidding man i'm also nothing without jesus so yeah that's my version of the story but that's what happened and this is like a reminder that without jesus whatever without god whatever your ambitions are whatever your dreams are whatever you want to do in the world will only scratch the surface might not probably won't even scratch the surface okay it won't be of no significance without god god's hand being over that thing so anyways before i like i like offend some people (laughs) um let's get into today's episode today we're going to be talking about um giving god the final whoa the final say also i want to also like give you all a thank you a big thank you for like the last two episodes doing so good and the consistency with the like the listens you know so i prefer it to go up like i don't like the consistency if it goes down but like 
it stayed the same so i'm happy you know as long as it's not going down <laughs> so but yeah um i wanted to thank you all for that i also wanted to apologize for this episode being a bit late but i wanted to have a guest and that like kind of didn't work out so i'm gonna save my guest for next week's episode and you're gonna get to see the guest next week so yeah y'all hold up and wait for that So for today's topic, which is giving God the final say, I want to I want to tell you guys about like a story. I want to tell you guys about how petty, you know, how weak, how much of a bad loser my brother used to be. <laughs> it's funny because I also liked winning and like I always chose winning over his emotions. Let me tell you why I say this. When we were slightly younger, um, <laughs> guys, I wasn't always saved, okay? I wasn't always a child of God. So let me explain. Um, we would play Xbox together, right? And like any good older brother should do, I mopped the floor with him on Call of Duty, okay? And... I would like I would like beat him and like beat him like shamelessly and then he would like start like 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 getting upset with me and he would he would like he would like not let me like stop playing he would be like we're gonna play and play and play until I beat you I'm like dude that's not what it's about it's about you coming in here and like maybe practicing when I'm gone maybe you can like learn a few things you know what I'm saying but for now you gonna just collect these L's okay forget about a w it's not in your it's not in your near future and then sadly sadly guys one day i think he took my advice he he put in the practice he put in the work and so after that we're playing oh, never did i ever imagine that he would be able to beat me in that game ah he is beating me Hey guys, tell me why I do, I, I feel tears building up in my eyes. Hey, my daughter, I'm like, no man, you see now, now I'm angry. Now I feel, now I feel like I can't lose. Now I'm, I'm, I'm upset. There's no way I'm going to lose while I'm upset, you know, because now I'm a, I'm a beast and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be aggressive now. Hey, man, I, I grab the controller and I'm like squeezing and I feel I'm on the edge of my seat right now and... I am locked into the screen, okay? And my, my anger for losing the last couple of games is fueling me now, okay? I'm on a manhunt. And then I'm working, I'm working, you know, I'm hunting him down. And he kills me. He kills me and he kills me until the game is over and he wins. He beat me. <laughs> my dot. And I realize with him now, the reason... I had no chance of beating him is because I was playing from a place of emotion and I thought that passion and and anger creates this type of person in me that is better than a calm and of sober mind in a way type of person right 
I thought that being angry, you know, feeling passionate about something makes you a beast. But I realize now that emotions make everything somewhat blurry. And there's no way you can focus even on in the things that you are really good at. Let me say that after that, I calmed down and I beat him. Okay? Because I was able to calm down. Spanello is the enemy. My brother <laughs> is the enemy. You'll y'all go pray that like I need y'all to like go pray against whatever was working in him that day, that it never comes up again. Because I refuse to collect L's in my game, you know. That yeah, I refuse. <laughs> but anyways, the lesson in this is that you cannot let emotions fuel fuel you. Because they are like they are like bad fuel for your engine. Okay? Maybe when you were worldly and you were not with God, it made sense. But now that you're with God, it's like putting it's like putting jet fuel in a in a leaf blower or something. I don't know if leaf blowers even use fuel. What is that thing that cuts that cuts grass with the petrol? Like putting jet fuel in that. Imagine what it would do. You'd end up cutting yourself or something. So we have to understand that we are given a perfect source of energy and of like stimulation and that is being linked to God's passion and yeah not relying on our own um pride and ego and anger and emotions to get us through things because that's a weakness so basically what today's topic is after saying that let me explain today's topic today's topic is giving God the final say Giving God the final say when your emotions are like playing tug of war in your mind with God, with the Holy Spirit for the final say. So you being the deciding factor on who, on what word is going to have the final say. Are you going to give your anger the final say? Are, gonna, are you going to give your pride? Are you going to give your emotions the final say? Um, what does giving all the bad things look like the final say? Um... Giving your anger the final say looks like lashing out and hurting people's feelings because you feel angry and upset. And now anger won because those people will never be able to see you the same way again. Their perspective on every Christian, everyone who said, all of you guys who said you guys are after kingdom clout, they're going to say you don't know how those people are. And now the whole thing has been changed and people who give pride the final say will never allow themselves to lose an argument or to lose anything for that matter. It may be it in work, be it in sports, be it in video games for all I care. Being a sore loser is giving pride the final say. And that is such a weakness because you don't understand that pride is not for you. Anger, these emotions are not emotions that you are capable of handling and controlling because they're not yours. <laughs> so when you feel them, you have to remember, okay, no, let me not, let me not overexpose my topic. Let me tell you guys about this movie that had this amazing scene that I feel demonstrates um, the understanding that it's not emotions and passion that get us through certain things. All in all, this reminds me of a scene 
from an amazing movie that I recommend we I recommend you all go and watch you know it's like a movie that really like inspired that um tenacity warrior side christian side of me you know like it, it reminded me that we're in a battle you know and it just like it like hyped me up you know i was like i'm a it made me feel like i'm a i'm a god into the world and i'm a i'm a, I'm a kick some some demon but you know i'm a like i'm a i'm gonna go fight for light <laughs> it even rhymed you know you know that the message is anointed when it rhymes i'm just kidding y'all i'm just kidding but I want to tell you about the scene from this movie called Facing the Giants. In this scene, um, um, this team, this football team, has just had a, 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 a practice, okay? And they are kind of tired and it's, it's, like, it's like recovery time in a way. Everyone's ch sitting on the grass, chilling out and some... Some players are passing around bottles of water, you know, and mind you, this is before COVID, okay? So they can they can definitely pass around bottles of water before you before you all go and condemn them. Anyways, yeah, they are sitting on the grass. That's the scene, and then one of the players asks the the coach, um, "How strong is Westview this year?" Westview is the team that they were going to be playing against on Friday. And before coach can even respond, one of the other teammates, Brock is his name, responds and says, a lot stronger than we are. Okay. So, um, after he says that, the, the coach asks Brock, have you already written off Friday's game as a loss? And then Brock responds saying, not if I know we can beat them. Okay. Now, the word no has set up this scene for us. Okay. I want you guys as Christians to like, to like, to like, to like understand my, my interpretation of this word. The word no. I don't like the word no because um, the way I see it is that knowing is, is to faith what fire is to ice it is like it's like the killer of faith you know they cannot coexist they are not friends they are not they are not allies the only thing the only time they kind of align for you as a christian is when you say you know that god has got me and if he's got me everything else is bound to work in my favor and so um after that, coach stands up Brock and says, I want to see you do the the death crawl one more time. And everyone kind of laughs about it and they're like, they seem to think it's a punishment, right? And they all kind of hee hee ha ha and giggle about it. And then um, coach says, I want you to give me your best. I just want you to give me your very best this time. And then Brock is like, I can do that. Okay. And coach emphasizes your very best. And then Brock is like, okay, I'm going to give you my very best. Okay. Um, how? And then he's like, I can probably, Brock says, I can probably get to the 50 with no one on my back. And then coach is like, I think you can do it with Jeremy on your back. 
But either way, I want you to give me your very best. And then he says, oh, one more condition. I want you to do it blindfolded. Okay, now it gets interesting. You know what I'm saying? Um, every, every, every time someone like puts blindfolds on, you know, things, things get a bit more fun. <laughs> so he blindfolds the player. He blindfolds Brock and Brock gets on his knees and he gets, he, the other player gets on his back. And he starts doing the death crawl. So he pushes, he pushes, and coach walks beside him and is like coaching him and exp and telling him, "Don't give up, keep going, keep going." Um, and like minor things, like stay, keep going straight, a bit to the left, a bit to the right, you know, like minor simple directions. So. He follows and they keep going. And while this is happening, the team is still sitting down, having a bit of a giggle about this. And they're like, ain't no way he's going to make it to 50, you know. And they're just like kind of laughing about it. So at some point, um, the movie set up in a way where you, the watcher, don't see where he is now. But I assume what happened is he reached... He reached a certain point and they were surprised he got that far. So now the laughing and everything stops and like it's silence and everyone's head kind of turns and their focus is like now on Brock and how far he's actually going. And they go quiet, you know. Some of them even start standing up and like walking towards um, Coach and Brock to see what's really happening right now. Like is this really, really happening? So... Um, back to Coach and Brock. Uh, Brock is saying, I'm tired. I don't think I can go any longer. And Coach gets down on his knees now. Coach was walking next to him, right? But now he gets down on his knees and he's like in, in his ear and he's telling him, you can do this. You just got to keep pushing. You just got to keep pushing. You're almost there. You're almost there. You're almost there. And Brock keeps going he's sweating you can see it he's tired he's exhausted he doesn't think he can go any further but he keeps pushing because he said he's going to give it his best right so now got to see it through my boy right <clears throat> so he pushes and he keeps going and coach is right there next to him and he's like on his knees kind of crawling next to him but like motivating him and everything and like encouraging him to keep going on and going on and going on so he keeps going on and on and on and on. And then coach eventually says, give me 10 more steps. And then he counts down. He gives me, give me five more steps. And then he's left with two more. And he's like, give me two more steps. He pushes through that last two. As, and it, as difficult as it is, he pushes through it. And he makes that last two steps. And he falls flat on his face. And the player who was on his back quickly gets off and he and Brock is exhausted he's panting like extremely heavily on the ground and his face is flat in the grass and he is sweating volumes right and he's basically there in his fatigue he's saying um that's got to be the 50 that has got to be the 50 and many of us 
in our endeavors, in our own experiences, there are times when we think to ourselves, after we're, after taking that leap of faith, after crawling that mile of faith or whatever, um, we think to ourselves just before we know, just before we know where we are, we think to ourselves, we we got to have at least gotten into the company. We gotten we have to at least gotten um, this many this many views or something on a on a video maybe. I don't know what you guys are into. You know, maybe y'all are content creators too. I don't know. But you think to yourself, I may I, I at least have to have gotten to a bare minimum, right? But then coach like God in our life situations says to Brock, take off your blindfolds. You are in the end zone, which is basically the opposite end of a um a football field. And when he takes off his blindfold, he does not believe it. He does not believe that he made it that far because his initial belief system was, I can only make it to 50. That is what I am capable of. That is what this body is capable of. But most of the times the problem is we give ourselves the creation, the right to define the creation when it is only the creator who has the right to define the creation that is why even when a baby is born, only the parents are the ones who are given the natural right to name a child, right? Because they are somewhat the creators of that child, of said child. So no one can name you. No one can tell you what you are or who you are. Not even yourself can tell you who or what you are better than God. You may have assumptions. You may have things you are drawn towards that you feel, that feel right, but at the end of the day, they probably aren't right if that's not what God has for you. And what the story reveals is that when we feel tired, when we feel, when we feel away, it is so important that we realize that our hearts are like the enemy because that's where feelings come from, right? Feelings are like a hard thing. It's like passion and all these things. And when we're doing big things, the enemy has a way of like kind of killing passion and killing emotions. So, or like manipulating them, right? He will turn your passion into anger. Because when you feel passionate about something and someone kind of offends you in that area, like I remember with my past project and stuff, when someone would have a negative comment, like it would make me so angry. It would make me so sad. And like, I would just be in my head. Right. So the devil can manipulate emotions, but faith is not something he can touch. It's out of his reach. So Jeremiah 17 verse nine says, the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? Right. Another Translation says, the human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Okay, so the heart basically speaks in the language of desperation and, and what, what you feel in the moment. So emotions and feelings and all these things are from the heart. And if you focus on feelings and emotions, big things can happen and... 
if you guys want a more practical example than a movie, I think it was a really cool movie and I think it was a really realistic scene, but maybe you are some sage of wisdom and you think that your life does not relate to some Christian movie. Then here's another example. Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane gets why is this name leaving me? Gethsemane, Gethsemane-ish. I don't know why, guys, but I feel a certain way when I say certain words sometimes. Like, I understand Moses when he was talking about his stuttering issue, okay? But anyways, I think you guys are going to get the message. You guys are going to get what I'm trying to say. Jesus is in the garden where he is praying and emotions come up. Because Jesus was as human as any of us, right? except that he was perfect and without sin and without flaw, right? So temptations rose up to him too, and feelings, emotions came up in his heart as well. So now he says, um, if, what, what was, the, I don't, I, okay, basically he says, um, I prefer this cap, this cup, be passed on to someone else besides me. But then he pulls himself back and he silences his heart and he focuses on what his renewed mind is saying and he says, but if it be your will, then let it be so. Okay, and we're going into, into Easter weekend. So this is, like, this, is like, this is like clicks now. It is like clicks. It makes sense. It's connecting. We have to remember to silence the heart and listen to the mind. A lot of people, worldly people, believe that it's heart over mind. But if you are a child of God with a renewed mind, with a mind that is renewed constantly every day, okay, you have to renew your mind. Like, because we are surrounded by so many things that like try to bring us back to default setting of our minds and default understandings but we need to like go back to what the word says the mind should be and program it like the computer that it is the heart is not programmable the heart is what it is every day we're going to have to fight those emotions that we feel like when moses is trying to um trying to hold back the emotions and the passion he feels for his people, the, the Israelites. And when he's trying to do so, he sees one of his brothers or fellow Israelites being abused by an Egyptian. And in his passion, in, his, in the, the deceitfulness of the heart, he ends up killing the Egyptian, right? He was trying to do the right thing, but because he let emotions lead his actions, he did the wrong thing. And what he did ended up making no progress for, for, for the kingdom of light. So you as a warrior have to know how to control emotions and not let emotions be your master, not let your heart be your master. You're, you have one master, and that is God. That is the word. So program your mind with the word and follow that. Recite this, these verses to yourself 
and always focus on giving God the final say so that when you do feel um, like you want to give your, 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 your anger the final say and you want to lash out and you want to you beat someone up, you know, like the taxi drivers in South Africa, if you're listening from South Africa, you'll know what I'm talking about. They cut you off in traffic or something. Before you step out of that, before you step out of your car and like start something bigger than yourself, <laughs> um, remember Psalms 37 verse 8, which says, refrain from anger and turn from your wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil. And when you feel you are about to give up because you are tired and you're fatigued and you feel like you've given it your all, Remember that you're not walking in your own strength. And you must remember Matthew 11 verse 28. Come to me all you who are weary and burdened. And I will give you rest. And whenever you feel lonely. Because it gets lonely ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you. It gets lonely. Remember Deuteronomy 31 verse 8. The Lord himself goes before you. And he will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Guys, I hope you all are feeling this the way I'm feeling this. I hope you guys are feeling this the way I'm feeling this. When you are worried, remember that Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you. What? And not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. So, what this is initially all about is silencing the heart and choosing choosing to follow what you know in faith. Okay, I know I just said a couple of moments ago, I said knowing in faith aren't like friends, but like knowing in faith. Being faithful, yeah, maybe that's going to sound better. Being faithful and believing what God says to be true, to be your truth personally. And walking out and living out your life in that light. Letting that light be the lamp upon, lamp unto your feet. And uh, I hope I'm saying this first right. Letting that light be the light upon your feet. The lamp upon your feet and the light unto your pathway. So yes. Um. Okay, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, I was starting to say too much. And I was going on and on and on. So let me just cut it short right here, right now. I hope that everything that was meant for you, you received, and that you not only receive, but you go out and you practice as you pursue the kingdom of God above all things. So, with this, I leave you and I say, to God be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Bye-bye.